Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I sit down with Pastor John and Pastor Kenny as we talk about how large news events have affected our ministry and Sunday worship services. We also talk about the things that are bringing us the most joy right now. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome back to Armchair Preaching, episode number 32. Today is a very special day. I'm going to use the word special today. Um, we're I like doing how a... I looked at you and said special. Right. Uh... I get that a lot. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So we're, it's, a special, it's a special episode of Armchair Preaching uh, because this past Sunday was kind of a, an atypical Sunday, and ho- hopefully it will remain an atypical Sunday, though it will be a little bit more of the norm for the next couple of weeks. But for those that maybe have just, you know, landed on the planet from a trip to Mars or something, there's this thing called coronavirus COVID-19, which has descended upon the planet and has kind of gotten people in weird, I don't know, another word, just it's a weird state of things right now. And it's caused a lot of things to shut down. We were just talking about restaurants, you know, how many mm-hmm. restaurants are um, either closing their 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 dining rooms, um, going to online orders or drive-through only, um, all sorts of stuff like that, and uh, it's it's affected how we do church, right? Mm-hmm. And on Sunday, uh, our Sunday services, our normal worship gathering times, where the people of God at FPC Lakeland come together, we had to go to an online only, and it got me thinking about uh, other times when the church has had to respond. Uh, from something. And, it, and so I want to kind of talk to you guys about moments um, before this, uh, before COVID-19 became uh, part of our, our, our dictionary, when you've had to respond to something 48 hours, 72 hours before a Sunday service, and it radically changed how you were planning for that service uh, on the Monday before. So, um, so John, I'm going to kick it off with you. Think of, think through some times where you've had to, I know that there's been a lot of times in your ministry you've had to do that, so talk yeah, me yeah. through some of those moments. No, the first thing I thought of was we were all in Florida uh, in, two, in October 2018 for Hurricane Irma, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit different. I mean, yeah. I don't know how the time frame tracks with what you were just asking there, because yeah. a lot of times, you know, hurricane hurricanes, when you live in Florida— are a lot like knowing that you're about to get a punch, but the wind-up for the punch lasts about three days. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's getting ready to hurt, it's getting ready to hurt, it's getting yeah. ready to hurt. Uh, but we were uh, we were affected by that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, th- we shut down here, too, didn't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah, we, we were, did. So we were affected by that for one Sunday. We got our power back on in Dunedin, where we were before, mm-hmm. uh, in four days, five days or so at the church. So we were back up and running mm-hmm. uh, mid midweek. Uh, place was, you know, that, that was God's sort of, a great landscaping service for us. All the loose limbs and branches yeah. out of the trees came came out. No real serious serious damage, but we did miss a, a we Sunday. did miss a Sunday. Yeah. And so, uh, so and that was really quite pretty straightforward. It was just can't meet. There's no no power can't meet. Yeah. So, so we missed we missed out on that. There have been other there have been a lot of them actually. In 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 my time as a pastor pastor, there's not been a lot of times on a Sunday when you couldn't meet. Yeah. Uh, there have been things that happened on Sunday that made it difficult to meet. We had storms came in or yeah. the tailing end or leading edges of storms that have caused a lot of people to, to not meet. Yeah. 
Uh, my favorite one though that happened was uh, was we've had uh, we've had some situations with power outages. Yeah. Before you ever had those here and power outage, we had we had one where a squirrel basically got a got electrocuted and uh, and took knocked the power out of the. Uh, <laughs> As, as, uh, as the guy, the associate pastor at the time said, today may be Sunday for us, but for that squirrel, it's Friday. <laughs> and nice. so, uh, so, but we, you know, we, we lost power, but it was early enough that the power came on. Our services started at 930. The power came on at 928. Oh, wow. Wow. So we've had that happen. We've had projectors go out. We've had odds and ends things happen. We just manage those in the moment. And uh, the biggest one, though, is just is when you see the hurricane coming and, you know, it's yeah. all the prep and all the anxiety ahead of time, knowing that that punch is about to come. It's all of that. That's been the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenny, what about you? Times where not necessarily even a service has been canceled, but something has changed the course of a Sunday service um, from where you thought it was going to be to where you, you landed on that actual Sunday. Well, I look back to <clears throat> 9-11. Yeah, um, I was a church planting pastor at the time, and so I was pastoring a relatively young congregation. I was a very young pastor, yeah. And I remember the the day that happened, and then in the hours um, after, and the days, and the couple days after, just imagining what that was going to mean for the type of worship service that we had. It wasn't a question of whether we're going to meet or not, but it was a question of how do you address the emotions. Mm-hmm and the questions and the doubts and the fears and the concerns that are going to be in that room on that day in this very historic kind of world-changing event. Yeah. And I just remember feeling pretty overwhelmed by that. I don't I don't think I mean I I'm sure we had a service. I know we had a service and and I trust that God used it in good ways, but I remember feeling like I don't I don't think we're even equipped in and of ourselves to know what that moment called for, but you know, God shows up and you pray and you humble yourself and and uh, but the, but I think to me that's that's the Sunday that stands out as as the one yeah. that that was most impacted, even though we still met. Yeah. Did you all do any? Did you do it? That was a Tuesday, I think it was. Did you do anything that day or dur- during the week? Because that would have affected the the number of times that you worship in a, in a sure. week. If you had a gathering midweek after. Yeah, that. we were pretty streamlined, so we had a Sunday morning service, and we we met in home groups, and so I don't think we did anything. We we may have encouraged people to join some of the prayer vigils that were happening citywide or community wide. Yeah, but we waited until that Sunday to gather for the first time, mm-hmm. and it was just heavy. Yeah, you know, trying to balance the hope and faith, and God's still on the throne and He's sovereign, but man. This was a this was an event that nobody could even interpret yet what it meant and what it meant and yeah. how to react to it. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys both I mean I, I remember both of those. You talked about Irma and and we were here in Polk County with uh, with Charlie Francis and Jean, those those hurricanes. And I was in a, a church in Haines City and it was very similar to Hurricane Irma. Um, and, uh, I remember the Sunday, I can't remember which one of the hurricanes it was where it hit midweek and we still had worship. Uh, we still had a worship service in our sanctuary in the dark. Um, there was no power and, and, I, and there was a, an actually, because of the way the wind had blown up in through the soffits and down through uh, the walls in between the, the exterior wall and the interior um, kind of drywall. It had actually blown a hole out of the drywall in the sanctuary, and I remember us worshiping, you know, in that presence. And you know that that the church was 
at that time probably worshiping about seven or eight hundred, and there was like two hundred of us there in the dark and with acoustic instruments and and a very modified kind of service. And um, I remember that. And and then to have it, you know, be one of three uh, hurricanes that we had in a very tight window of time, six week window of time. That was a, a figuring out how to respond to not just worship service, but then much the same way we're dealing with now with the virus is what do we do to care for folks in the middle of mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Because it was this ongoing thing. And I remember we, we had to go to a lot of different trailer parks uh, because a lot of trailer parks in the Haines City area, uh, a lot of older adults, that you know, ice was a very big thing. People needed ice. And so we were taking the 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 church had an ice machine and the ice was still relatively good. Uh, it was not totally melted. And so we were packing up all this ice and I, was, I remember I was the youth director, worship leader at the time, and just packing youth up and going out to the communities and handing out, you know, bags and bags of ice mm. that we had bagged up. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I think, you know, the su- the things that, that affect us Sunday, and Kenny, you, you pointed this out a little bit too, just with the 9-11 thing, the things that affect us on Sunday, uh, they have reverberations throughout the the, the week yeah. and the weeks that that follow up that too. And I, I'm curious. I, I really appreciated Kenny saying that that, that around nine eleven you put you just you put the your you you put the word with it. What you were feeling was heavy. Yeah. What everybody was feeling was heavy. Different when it's when it's a hurricane or three hurricanes. Yeah. It, it is different. It's a different word. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was just getting back to Florida. In 2004, uh, when Francis arrived, and so yeah. we got to deal, we got to ride through that one as well. Two, <laughs> well, two well, out of two out of the four. I welcome think. Three back. Out of the four, welcome back. What was the sense though? What was the word, uh, Zach? And you were here for 2004, also, mm-hmm. right? What yeah. was the word that des- you would describe that you sort of put sums up what everybody was feeling? Tired. By the end, it was tired. We were just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Because that factors into what happens yeah. on Sundays as well. You got a you got bone weary people coming yeah. into to worship, and they're looking for something. You know, it's one thing. You know, after Irma, when we were here, it was interesting because there was something odd. And you, you and I were here together, Kenny. We were here at FPC. The odd thing about Irma was, um, and when you have a single hurricane or a single event, uh, there's a sense of rallying. You know, that comes in light of it's how do we rally, right? Um, and, and we saw that with, her, with her, Hurricane Irma. We saw this congregation here, FPC Lakeland, and congregations all over rally. They rallied to their own people. They rallied to people that weren't connected to them. And that was – this may sound odd. I don't know. For me, there was some rejuvenation that went that happened as a result. It was tiring, but there was also an inspiration, you know, to, 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 to hear the stories, to be able to pick up the phone and call folks that have construction companies here. You and I both did mm-hmm. this, Kenny. We called folks that had construction companies and said, hey, we know this person who is, you know, 80 years old and they've got a limb that's prohibiting them or a tree that's prohibiting them from moving their car to be able to get to the grocery store, to get out of their house. Can you go help? And literally hours later, we would get a call from that lady and say, hey, they just came, they fixed it. I mean, they were they brought 12 guys out and they had chainsaws and they did it, you know, to, to have calls from people in the community to say, we, we've got tarp, you know, we can't get a tarp, you know, I'm single parent or whatever. And then to have guys go out, people we, that aren't even part of our con- mm-hmm. congregation, go out, get on these strangers roofs and put tarps up. There's something mm-hmm. uh, inspirational about that and encouraging about that. We, and, we saw that. 
when I went to Dunedin in 2004, the associate pastor who had left, uh, the senior pastor and associate pastor had both left within a few months of each other, but the associate pastor went down to Punta Gorda. Yeah. And you remember in 2004, the hurricane was supposed to come up and hit Tampa, and it hit Oh, yeah, yeah. Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda area. Well, it destroyed the church. Yeah. Well, because he had just come from this church, uh, from the church I, I was going to, we sent a crew down right after Charlie mm. to go down there, and they literally sat. Uh, they they brought all their their uh, AV equipment and, and generators and all, set up the equipment on the rubble of the church, mm-hmm. and uh, and and they set up a little uh, tent area, and they had worship on the on the on the rubble, and yeah. it was really uh, it's kind of what you're describing. It's 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 this coming together is pulling together almost a triumphant yeah um god god is worthy to be praised even in the middle of the storm yeah. so there is a there is the heaviness and there is the tire the, the weariness that comes yeah. with it but there's also when you see those the community coming together like that it's there's nothing more powerful than that mm-hmm. yeah, and, and i think it, the difficult thing when you have it's easier to see when you have like a singular event. You know, even with nine eleven, even there were so many repercussions for years and years and years to see that rallying happen. But when we had the three hurricanes that literally crisscrossed through Polk County, I think the hard part was after Gene, the third of the th- of three, um, and then also watching Ivan go up and hit the Panhandle. We thought it was coming across that long term six eight weeks of on the edge of your seat. That was harder to bounce back from. That was a harder to rally from because you're like, can we do this again? Do we have the endurance to do this again? Um, and and so that was uh, that. That's where you keep trying to grab. You know, keep trying to pray to the Holy Spirit to give you one more time. You know, one more one more round around the track. One more, you know, extra boost. You know, uh, and so. I think we're kind of facing a little bit of that yeah. now. Well, I think the, the I think the challenge now is the, the the big difference here is that there the thing that kind of uh, alleviated or offset the weariness or the heaviness was a sense that you could be together, you could yeah. rally together. You, you know, huh. you could you could find times yeah. to to be with people even if they were hurting. You could find these times you catch your breath, you get with people you love and worship, or have a barbecue, and you take a break. Well, here we're being discouraged from gathering yeah. with people. And so yeah. that, that idea of rallying or uniting is just, it's harder. It's different because you can't physically do it. I mean, think about you're being discouraged to meet with people for fear that they could being with them could harm you or you could harm them. That's, and it's just such a disorienting yeah. <clears throat> unique thing that we've never experienced. I don't think, yeah. I mean, probably where they had Ebola and that sort of thing. Places where they've experienced things like this before, they would they know it, but yeah. I don't. I can't remember when we've really experienced this not recently. A, yeah, not, not on a global level for no, sure. No, I mean, the plague. You have to go back to the plagues. Yeah. Make it make mm-hmm. it have this sort of uh, uh, nationwide, you know, global for the, for them nationwide it would have been sufficient. Yeah, they would have felt like the whole world at, the, at that yeah. point when you're dealing with the plague. So, it, and, and and that's the other complication to it. It's not only can you not meet together to be to be in support and uh, and in community. You can't even see what it is that's attacking you. Yeah, yeah. you can see a hurricane. You can yeah. see a tornado. You can see um, yeah. uh, bo- airplanes uses bombs. Yeah, you can't see the microscopic, invisible. Yeah. As I heard the president say a moment ago, the invisible enemy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah and I think that is it's unnerving. I mean, it's unnerving to to have that kind of like both of those things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. One, we can't see this, 
And, and so there's also a little bit of doubt of, is this really a threat, right? Is this really a problem? Because if I can't see it, it doesn't feel real. If I can't feel it, if I'm not having symptoms, it doesn't feel real. And on the other side, part of that is exacerbated by we can't really be together. You know, mm-hmm. we can't uh, – things are can- things that are canceling and things that are shutting down and, you know, things that you would even, you know, do to, to, to kind of cope with whatever, that's all being discouraged. And so it's a, it's a really – it's a really odd time. It's an odd time. It's a very, very weird time, and, mm-hmm. and it's very odd. And, and John, you mentioned this. Before the hurricanes in 2004 here, I can never remember a time where a worship service was canceled, ever. And I grew up in church. I grew up in a pastor's home. I can never remember a time where worship was canceled before 2004 with the three hurricanes. Um, and, and so Even living in other places— yeah. lived in Tennessee before this, Ohio, uh, Scotland, Princeton. I, I've never, even with snowstorms, yeah. know, they, 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 we'd have snow and ice. Man, church is open. If you can get to church, get, yeah. come to church. Yeah, you might have lesser people, fewer people there. A but, lot fewer people, but the church but is open. You're still there. Yeah, so it's, it's this interesting deal. And, you know, we've had uh, we've, we've had staff meeting here this morning. that we're, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Normally we record on Wednesday, so one of our kind of adjusting the schedule. And one of the things, uh, John, you talked about this just kind of in the opening of staff meeting, just, you know, the, the, the response of the church in, in times of crisis has always been to go into it. And now we're faced with, um, okay, we can't physically go, but, how, but now we're, but we're in a situation that churches in during the plagues and during all the, they didn't have an option of virtually being present with, with their congregation, and now we do. And so how do we creatively present the gospel, um, connect with community, connect with our community, and, and be a, a presence of healing and hope? And there's some really cool ideas that came out of it, which will roll out in the next several weeks, but... Uh, That's that, going to be the really interesting thing to see over the weeks ahead. It's like, is okay what just after all that we've gone through what do, what is it that we're going to take with us that we will use again in new ways yeah and i think mm-hmm. this is one of them that is the, the the emphasis and i know i challenge you know kenny to you guys to think about how can you be um in authentic community w- while at the same time being socially distant yeah and yeah. we have tools available for that. We do. I think. I think. How, mm-hmm. I think our use of that tools is going to change as a result of this. Yeah. And, incre- and increase. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Which actually gives me a little bit of hope in the middle of this that that God is doing. God is always doing a new thing, and he's he's never surprised. God is not up up in the throne room going, "Oh my gosh, I didn't see COVID nineteen coming." That this is mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a shock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how they deal with this. No, God is in control of this, and now he's. I think he's. He's inspiring the not just us uh, at FPC Lakeland, but church leaders all over the world to figure out how to be the church in a new way, and, and I think that that's, that's going to be um, really, really, really significant. I want to just close out our time uh, by, by doing something that I stole. I'm just going to be honest. I stole this from other podcasts. A lot of podcasts that I listen to, they, they end with something like just really positive and uplifting. And some people ask the question, you know, like what's good or what makes you happy or whatever. But I want to I want to ask you guys, what is something right now in the middle of this kind of anxious news cycle? Uh, what is something that's bringing you joy? That's that's kind of just alleviating your mood and just kind of raising you up. And I'm going to go, John, first. What, what's 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 bringing you joy? On the topic of 
uh, technology and the use of technology uh, on a on an almost daily basis. Well, definitely a daily basis. I get to the, what'll pop up in my screen is uh, a four four year old granddaughter's face or a a, a twin two two and a half month old grandchildren's uh, face or my uh, or, or a two year old grandson's. It'll pop up on the screen, and then my daughter, who's pregnant and due in August. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all the the life and energy of the of these children who just are, it's, they're in such a cool age. It's just you know, no, no matter what's going on, they go like, "Hey, Papa, what's going on?" Yeah. Like, ah, there's all this energy in the room, and watch this, you know, and that's so much fun. Very cool. That brings me great joy. Very cool. What about you, Kenny? Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing uh, in terms of just my family. It has been, you know, the, because of the colleges and universities kind of shutting down, that brought Connor home for the week. And so we had Kobe over last night. And so it was one of the first times it's kind of like everybody was home uh, on one particular evening. And um, and it's just fun. We're in, a, we're in a fun stage of parenting. There's challenges and whatever, too. But uh, it's neat to, to watch my boys grow up. And, and I think that's... You know that's that that's one thing that's that's been a big joy. Yeah, for me it's very similar. You know, my family is is always the kind of the heartbeat of 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 kind of how how I look at my life. And you know, we've had to make some difficult decisions about trips that we were going to take. And anybody that knows us knows that we like to take trips as a family. And uh, but one of the things that was neat was um, yesterday, uh, my Jules and I were talking. Just we had to cancel a trip, and then she she kind of goes into mode, you know, where she's like, "Okay, well, if we're going to be here for two weeks, you know, with the kids and doing this, we're going to make this really count." And so she creates these little charts for my kids to, uh, of things that they, you know, she wants them to kind of do to kind of enrich their days and making sure they're they're sticking with reading. And uh, one of the things that she put on the list, which was kind of at first when she said it, it kind of seemed odd to me but then I was like man that's really genius is she wanted them to have uh, some time every day where they were writing a story or, or writing stories oh, nice. just just and I was like where did that come from but she just had it it was yeah, in her nice. mind well the thing that was really cool because she knows the heartbeat of my kids even I mean she just really has them pegged was just my son because I thought Caleb might you know he got my bucket or whatever but man he I could just, as soon as she put that out there, I could just see my son's wheels turning about what story he was going to write. And then we had different things that we had to do um, last night. And then the whole time he was at, he was telling me little parts that he had in his head that he was couldn't wait to start writing it down. And then we got got settled and he was starting to write. He just started writing away. And it was just amazing to kind of see, wow, you know, yeah. this is like you know, to see my, my, my son go from, you know, his little boy to now he's, he's creating worlds in, on his own. That was just a really cool thing. And for Jules to have that kind of insight into what would light them up was, was a joy to me that I was, when I heard her say, I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting, but oh yeah, that sounds great. Let's see how they do. And then for him and, and my daughter too, but really Caleb just responded like crazy. I'm like, dang, that, that was, a, that was, that's cool, and I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I can't wait to hear how the story goes because he just gave me little tidbits. You know, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You see it all put together, put the little teasers out yeah. there. I was like, well, you could also, you know, you could, you could do some trailers for this or something because yeah. I'm wanting to read it. So that, that's bringing me a lot of joy. Yeah, I know. I know we've got uh, a lot of people listening to this are, are also you know, part of the church or care about the church or involved mm-hmm. in the church. But I want to add to what we've just been saying that what brings us joy is that. And I know you guys feel this too, because just be, to be able to be with be in this church on with this staff, 
Yeah. And all mm-hmm. the, the way that the staff, like what we did on Sunday morning to get ready for Sunday morning, to have David and HL and mm-hmm. Dan and Tom and just everybody just having being in conversation to come up with what we came up with. I mean, this staff is has just. I mean, they they are. This mm-hmm. is a fantastic yeah. group of, of people, and you two in particular. You know, just watching you guys do doing some things there. Uh, you know, we're we're joking about this in staff meeting earlier. You know, uh, Zach is so great at this, and Zach is so great at that. And no, Zach's no, like, no. Oh, come on, keep going, man, keep come going. On. Yeah. Stop, it. <laughs> stop, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, no, but really, yeah, there's no. there's a there's so much. Um, I think people I hope people recognize the strength of the people uh, who are in leadership in this church because yeah. they're mm-hmm. fantastic. Very, and they, very and they true. they bring a lot of people joy, including And me. that's not always true. I think that's, I think people take it for granted that, oh, well, I'm sure all church staffs love working together and work together well. And sadly, because of sin and, and all yeah. sorts of other things, that's not always true. But that really is true here. I mean, we have our stuff and we deal yeah. with stuff, but it really is a joy to work with, with this staff and not only their gifts and their skill sets, but even their attitudes. Yeah. It's incredible to watch how adaptive and patient and, and you know, people just yeah. kind of figure it out together. It's been and then cool. to see it all in action around mm-hmm. what's happening yeah. lately is that's mm-hmm. been yeah. Well and and fantastic. And, and just walking out in the hallway, stumble upon an impromptu meeting with some of our program staff folks and they're just talking through ways to to do ministry in this environment right now and, mm-hmm. and coming up with creative ways and and a little bit befuddled and confused, but also very excited about the prospect of doing something new and different. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh so I'm I'm excited to see what mm-hmm. they what what they come up with because there's some I mean just the bubblings and I, I hope people um, stay tuned, not just to this podcast, but on our social media and on, on in our e-news and everything else, because the, some of the ideas are going to roll out. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for us to even keep up with some of the ideas yeah. because they've got so many. So, yeah. So anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out a little bit early, a little bit odd kind of conversations today, but good, I think, and important for what we're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and, and another interesting day coming up on, on Sunday. Yeah, so just so people are anticipating this Sunday right now, uh, we're going to be in an online live service only. It's going to be a little different than this past Sunday. And uh, so we actually are kind of excited about that prospect, what it's going to look like, but uh, so encourage people to do that. And uh, if you missed this past Sunday's uh, messages or this past Sunday's service, encourage you to check out our website, fpclakeland.org, or our YouTube page. Just search for FPC Lakeland, and you can find the whole service conversation that uh, John and I had over Sabbath rest, which I think a lot of people need some Sabbath rest right now. Um, And if you missed any one of the Armchair Preaching podcasts, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified when a new episode drops. Kenny, thanks for being here. Absolutely. John, thanks for hanging out once again. Good to be here. And we'll see everybody uh, next time.